you know what? My wife never saw Bill O'Reilly's Fuck It, We'll Do It Live. What? You know, How? I know. I had to sit YouTube her down. YouTube exists. I love her so much. And when I was like, I said something to her and I was like, fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Dude, she just looked at me like I lost my mind. And I was like, oh, babe, you don't, you don't, the, the Bill O'Reilly where he lost it? And she, blank, bro. Uh, oh, man. That's like, well, does she at least know um, you don't got the answer sway? No. I don't know you don't got the answer sway. <laughs> oh. Oh, man, I wish we could pull that up now. We will on break, but um, Kanye West was doing... You already know what's going, because I said Kanye. Yeah. He was doing um, uh, an interview with uh, DJ Sway in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then <laughs> <What are you laughs> they were talking about like clothing companies and you know like marginalizing mm-hmm. uh, like what you're working with. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, you ain't got the answers. You ain't got the <laughs> answers, Sway. He's like, you would never work with no Ralph, though. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think... What do you think that is? Is that real? Is that real or is that, is that um, you know, is that old Andy Kaufman style, what Kanye's doing right now? Like, is you, do you mean, like, do I think it's, like, a character or it's yeah, really him? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's, like... <sighs> All right. And I can, I can say this a little bit being in the this entertainment world, yeah. industry. Um, there is a certain part of a, of a character that you put on, like... I'm always Troy when I'm on the stage, but there's mm. like that more forward Troy on stage, let's say. And mm. so that goes for anyone. I, I, maybe he was playing something, but whether he was or wasn't, he got way too enveloped in it mm. and it has now mm. become him. Mm. You know, we've talked about this in previous episodes about the fake it till you make it. Yeah. If you do anything that isn't you for long enough, you eventually become it. So mm. if he is playing something, he now has become it. But I don't know. I, I feel like <laughs> Bill Burr has a really good comedy bit about it. Like, you know, he was always crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. Now he's at a position yeah. in a position where like he can blow whatever amount of money on like, you know, rallying to be president or whatever the <sighs> case may be. <laughs> but we live in a time. OK, let's start this. If this is your first episode, welcome to the Levity Flowcast. Whether this is your first episode or you're floating through the archives and filling your space, we appreciate you listening. My name's Dave. I'm the owner of Levity here and accompanied by the man, Troy, our audio engineer. Good to be here with you, Troy. Good to be here with you, Dave. And what's up, party people? Before we get into it, I have to ask, like, what do you think? Do you think Kanye's playing a character or? I do. I do. I think you have a really good take on it. I think it's a very slippery slope, especially at that high of the mountain. Um, he's he's very eccentric, but people will tell stories about him. I don't remember. I think Dave Chappelle told a story about him and Jay-Z when they first were breaking in and that Kanye was like always just extra, just extra. And it wasn't at the time that he was like Kanye. He wasn't Kanye the way he is now, mm-hmm. but I'm almost certain it was Chappelle that was telling the story where like it, there was this quiet kid with his pink polo on and it was just like, he wasn't really talking. Then all of a sudden he like jumped up on the table and started just doing what Kanye does. I I think you're right. I think, I think over time it's been reinforced that that gets that gets movement that gets attention i mean when he uh went off on twitter about his marriage and different things then took off to utah like that made that made national news 
Mm-hmm. Same with the Taylor Swift thing. <laughs> right. How like, how amazing was that? Uh, I don't know if amazing is the <laughs> word that I. <laughs> it's amazing because I'm at home and I can laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but even if I'm not a fan of Taylor Swift, I felt bad for the poor girl. I did. She is from, I don't know, from all accounts, you hear like pretty, pretty sweet to her fans and does like really special things. And and Kanye just hopped up there and stole the moment and left her like dumbfounded. What do you do? What do you do if Kanye grabs your mic? Yeah. <laughs> How do you even accept the award after that? Like, well, I don't deserve this clearly. <laughs> <laughs> the man made a good case. <laughs> yeah. But can we bring Beyonce back up here? <laughs> like, this is hers. Um, yeah, man, it, it's 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 a really interesting time for that guy. Um, because now he's at the point where he's thrown out that he wants to run for president. And really in this climate and what we're looking at, I mean, as we sit here, it's mid-August. But, you know, close enough in November, we'll be dealing with an election of two electorals that, I think if you would talk to a lot of people, they would say they're really not favoring either one. It's just if you're going to vote, you have to vote for one or the other. I feel like it's a similar position as four years ago, honestly. It's kind of like the lesser of two evils. Agreed, man. Agreed. And I um, I always like to share with people, when even when we remotely talk about politics, is that the way that there are people who are asexual, I, I am apolitical. I can't even... Um, like I, it's tough for me to talk about the circus, let alone drill down and talk about the individual clowns of that world. Love that analogy. <laughs> Love that. It, it, it's just very tough because, like I said, last election it was, you know, Hillary and Trump, and I don't know too many voting Democrats that were pumped for Hillary as much as they were voting against Trump. And you're right, I feel like we're in the same kind of boat this year where, look, man, objectively, he's a human, and we, I, I love all humans, but we can't in good faith say that Joe Biden having the nuclear codes is a good idea. I agree. I agree. Um, just like, I mean, with your analogy as a whole, you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard for, I, I'm bad with statistics, I don't know how many people are in America, but like, you know, whatever million to say, okay, like, we all, to some extent, equally put our faith within another person that I don't care what their background is. I don't care where they went to school. Like they're human. They're flawed. Like we are the same at the end of the day. We're, we're just a bag of meat with mm-hmm. poor judgment skills. Yes, sir. Um, so it, it's really hard. And it, it's kind of the same thing with me. Like I don't really like to talk about it too much. I know it's necessary and, and being in the know is important, but it's you know, I, I really feel like man should govern themselves. And that's not to say that like I believe in like anarchy mm. or anything of the sort, but how do you put your, your faith in a person that's on the same playing field as you? And then on top of that, where you never fully know their background and then it always mm. seems like as it gets closer and closer to so-and-so being the, the, the choice, that's when you find out about the, the emails. That's when you find out about the pedo ring. Like that's... yeah. Yeah, I think one of the, I, I think it's become such theatrics. Um, I don't know if it was the second or third debate of the last election, and it was when Hillary, they released the tape of Trump saying, uh, grab him by the pussy, something like so over the top and obnoxious and should have never been said and 
all of that horrible stuff. And his response was to bring up, I think it was six or seven of the women that accused Bill Clinton of rape and sat them in the audience for that debate. What the fuck? Like, what does that have to do with politics? What does that have to do, like, shaming the the person you're running against, shaming their partner as if that person's mistakes and indiscretions were hers? Now, that doesn't say I support Hillary, but, like, what a gangster, gangster move to take, I think it was six or seven of the women that accused Bill Clinton of sexual assault and just sat them right in the audience. And those aren't easy tickets to get. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he pulled strings to get that, to make it happen. But could you imagine walking out on stage and seeing those half a dozen or seven women that, like, accused your husband? It wasn't, it wasn't pre-wedding. It wasn't pre-anything. And that would never excuse it. But to see half a dozen accusers that have accused your husband of sexual assault while you're in the debate for the presidency. Like, what the fuck? Like, wh- why? Why? I mean, I get the move. I get the, that's what I mean, where I say, like, okay, it's ridiculous. Like, I can see the play. I can see the move. I can see your flex and what you're doing. But, like, that has nothing to do with my taxes. Yeah, and, I mean, I think that speaks to, like, more of our, like, base level instincts, you know? Right. Uh, you're just going to kind of, like, try and throw a stone at a glass house. Dude. You know? This is a great segue, and it leads us into the um, tough part of growing. We've introduced a consultation program here at Levity, and what it is is it's like a master class to pair with floating, and we've done it through an agency, and that agency has not... I believe they're trying really, really hard, and I believe their goals are aligned with our goals of having more people float, change their lives having a good quality of life but in giving them feedback the natural reaction is to is is to swing back and what i read it is an amazing book that says when it's really tough when someone calls your baby ugly what's mastery is when you ask why Instead of pushing back and being like, fuck you, my baby's not ugly, my baby's beautiful, my baby's beautiful. Instead of doing that, which is the natural reaction, you have dominion over those thoughts and emotions where you let that hurt wash over you, and then you come back for more. Why? Why is my baby ugly? No, it's very rare. It's very rare that that happens. Um, so, you're, like I said, man, you're, you're absolutely right just to that natural inclination to fire back. Yeah, I mean, I think what you just shared is um, more of a seeking of understanding. Mm. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something we don't do enough of, (laughs) is trying to understand another person's point of view. Because, I mean, you only see through your eyes and your experiences. Everything you do is colored to you. Yeah, man. Yesterday, we had a phone call that was 45 minutes of just ice skating uphill of me trying to tweak things to their marketing approach, to their copy, to their images, to the way their system's set up, and just basing it on objective facts. And I think what made it so difficult was that they were arguing facts. 
they were arguing that no, that's not the way. Um, to, to back up, a week before we worked through the launch of the program and they just reassured me that like they had everything dialed in. And now in reflection, one of the biggest red flags was when I pushed back of saying like, hey, we have, we have saved Facebook audiences that work really well. They're, you know, the people that they're part of our tribe already. Let's, let's let them know about our program. And they were very adamant that they had everything on lock, that it was like wrapped up and in. And the red flag was when they said how much money they had spent and how many other centers they had worked with. Anytime someone justifies a decision only solely based on like how much money I've spent can easily be framed with that's how much money you wasted to try to learn this and you still haven't learned it. Um, Cause we had the really difficult conversation that I shared with them and I'm very like preventative in these conversations of like, we can go as far as you want. I'm not going to be uncomfortable in this, but it's going to be really difficult for you to argue facts. His number was, we've spent over $120,000 on Facebook advertising. We know what we're doing. So a week ago, I deferred. I said, fair play. Let's see how it goes. So this week when we're at the table and he's like, no, we know, like I said, you know, brought it back up and said, listen, spend all that money that, you know, that's a, that's a big bankroll. You spend a lot of other people's money and you would apply these same principles to your social media, right? The, your company's social media. And he said, yeah, we do, we do. And then it was, my question was, then why is your social so dry? I've seen the same ad for eight weeks and it has 11 interactions on it. Shots fired. <laughs> but fair play, I fired a few warning shots of like, listen, man, we can have this conversation. And a week ago, I just bought in. I deferred because you're telling me and I take you at face value. But a week later, when I have the data to support that you don't have it dialed in, you don't have it on lock, and you're going to try to argue it with me, well, then explain this. Like, I No, it's the correct approach. Cool, <laughs> calm, and collective. <laughs> You should have saw his face when I was like, dude, I've seen the same ads for eight weeks and there's there's literally 11 interactions on it and three of them are you. Like, you know what I mean? Ooh. Like, That's bad. Well, it had to hit a wall because I was, his name's Kyle and I was like, Kyle, like at a certain, like, man, we can go down this path, but I'm telling you, like, let's try my approach for a week. We've tried yours for a week and it's not hitting. It's just not catching and that's not just to discredit you or that this wouldn't work in another city the way you're doing it. But right here and for now, I'm sharing with you these results. They're not stellar. And you're still trying to tell me your solution is to throw more money at it. No, sir. It, yeah, it's just, it's what it is, you know? Like, you got to face facts at some time, at some point. And I mean, this is really anyone could make use of this. Uh, with any type of advertising, I feel, I mean, I'm only into social media, so I don't know about the old days, but it's not about how much money you pump into it. It's about the um, like the nuances and the constraints that around your the audience you're trying to target, you know? Um, every business just has a different demographic. Of course, the goal is to extend into as many demographics as possible, but you have to work within your means for anything. And, you know, that common saying, less is more. 
less well, is more. It was such a tough conversation because the, there was, uh, you know, three people on the line and then there was me. And um, the one, she, she's a sweetie. You embarrassed Kyle in front of two other people? Ugh. Yes. Ugh. It was needed. It, there was a long silence there when I asked. It wasn't a rhetorical question. Like, it was, if you've got this all figured out, sir, why is this so? And I waited. And it wasn't to be like a verbal slap in the face as much as it was like, listen, here's where we're at. This is what the facts are telling us. I still love you. I'm not even mad at you. But what I shared was, I need a screwdriver right now, and you're bringing me a plunger. <laughs> like, I'm not, I, that's what, like, I'm, I'm not trying to beat you over the head with it. Like, if we needed a plunger, this would be fantastic. I'd be, I'd be the one on the roof singing your praises. But right now, I need a screwdriver, and you're standing there with a plunger. It doesn't mean I hate you. It doesn't even mean I'm mad but my, at you. But my frustrations are the dad is not supporting what you told me a week ago, so we need to try something different. And it came back to, to bring it full circle. It came back to a very emotional response from all three. And I thought, this is what I'm dealing with. I have to figure out how to manage these emotional waters with them because what I'm essentially telling them is their baby is ugly. <laughs> yes, 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 that's true. I was, um, just before coming here, I was having a vocal lesson and I was having a conversation with my teacher and we were talking about how, you know, if there's one major blessing to this whole COVID experience, it's, it's teaching the winners how to adapt. Mm. And I think that's exactly what needs to happen here for what you're talking about. You know, something didn't work and that's okay. Like you said, you don't have to be mad. You don't have to express intense emotion. It's okay. But the plan needs to be reconfigured. You need to adapt. Yeah, and, and that's it, man, because I really believe in this. Pro it's, it's a six-week program. You get in-person float sessions. You get six modules to help you replace the bad habits with good habits of whether it's there's meditation and breathing practices. There's a module on relationships. There's a resource there that you can get a 30 to 40 minute relationship consultation with a therapist already built in there. So like you see this module and you see like, oh, I'd like to talk with her a little more. You have 40 free minutes there. You could do that. There's a module on dietitian of, um, you know, sugar, alcohol intake. There's another one on how to boost sleep, positive sleep habits. So it's all information and stuff that could really, really help people. But when it's not framed appropriately, no one's going to be interested when it comes off scammy and like take my, like, it's just not good. And like you shared, I was your vocal teacher is an amazing philosophy as well. If that's what it is, as you shared, because you just need to adapt. It's not personal because I'm telling you after they were very passionate that they had everything dialed in on Facebook. And that's why I had to drop the Mike Tyson uppercut on them of like, <laughs> explain this shit to me then folks, because after I opened the meeting with like, I would just like to use this saved audience. It's dialed into our demographics based off of our following, based off on people that have been here. Dude, they went off for a legit 18 to 20 minutes to the point where I came back and I was like, can we just try this? Like, that's all I'm asking, guys. I don't, I don't feel like I need to justify this. What you're doing is not working. So let's back up the whole way as I started within the first two minutes of this meeting. 
can we just implement this new audience and try it advertising to this new audience? That's it. But it was so filled with emotion that that's when, like I said, as I realized, as we were chatting earlier, like I was essentially telling that baby's ugly and their response wasn't why it wasn't why they weren't able to process those emotions in an objective manner and look at it from another perspective because I shared with them like I just want to help people like I just want people to show up and I can share about this program with them and if they're about it and sign up great if not well dope like that's cool too I still met a cool person that you know is trying new things to try to better their life but man that was rough how do you deal to put a period on that and to move on if you're interested it's a super good program. I, I have a question though. Please. Um, Cause you know, this ties into mental health, like mm-hmm. what benefits you could possibly receive from floating clarity. How do you feel? And this is with anyone, not just this instance. How do you feel that you traverse those waters that that emotional playground? How do you, I was just going to ask you the same thing. If I'm being honest, I was going to ask how you respond and react. Connection. I know <laughs> synchronicity, sir. Um, I, for me, what it is, is I have to keep bringing it back to baseline where I kept reminding them that I'm not, I'm not arguing or debating against you. I'm looking at what the facts are present in front of me. I'm not making a judgment. Like when you went down the rabbit hole of telling me how much you know and how much money you spent and how many places, and that is contradictory to the facts at hand, I have to call you on that. If you tell me the sky's purple, I have to say, I think it's blue and the clouds are white. Like, and you can tell me it's purple all you want. And I can still say, I love you, but that sky's blue and it's not going to change. And the leaves are green and they change in the fall, but right now they're green. And if you're going to argue with me like that, I just, I have to keep bringing it back to baseline of like, this isn't personal. Like I, and I shared with them, I said, I want you guys to be successful. I don't want to feel like I'm arguing against you, but I'm telling you like, here's the corners that you need to round out here's one for you and like I said as an artist yourself I feel like I am trying to correct their artistry mm. Ooh, that's that's a sensitive one. right <laughs> right I don't let anybody touch what I do right that's a good vein so let's talk about that let's play a little devil's advocacy it's a little different because what you make isn't what they're doing so it's not solely numbers based but as someone that i felt that emotion when i mentioned that of how you would react what would be a good approach for that to to share with somebody i can't say that i actively do this i'm learning how (laughs) smart man right on same through my relationship uh i feel like comfort comforting an individual um you know, like for, for me, for example, like we talk about this off air, uh, I've been giving my girlfriend driving lessons and, you know, like sometimes when mistakes happen, like I, I tend to be a bit nervous. I, I'm honestly, I'm not a good teacher for certain things. Driving is one of them. I, I don't, I've been driving for eight years and I don't feel like I'm a good driver. I know I'm not bad, but I don't feel good. So it's hard for me to teach this. And naturally some little, uh, you know, sparks fly a little bit. And, in, and instead of being so blunt, I've learned or I'm learning that it's better to, to comfort. But hey, it's okay. You made this mistake, but it's okay. We didn't wreck. Yeah. We're still alive. Still alive. Yeah. That's, uh, and that's, you know, the same for business. It's like, you know, are you out of business? Or like, did they ruin you? Did you ruin them? No. Do you, is there like 
dislike here or distrust. No. So then it's okay. Just yeah. figure it out. Man, it was so like, and I'm not stereotyping when I say it was uh, like the female, but she got to the point where she was telling me like of all the other jobs she's had in corporate America and this and that. And after like a three minute download by it, I was just like, that has like, I'm super happy for you and that's great. But like right now this, your marketing ploys and strategy is not working. Like I, I can hear you, but that really matters as a stack of beans. Like it, I get it. You're flexing. I'm not questioning you, but I can say this isn't working based on the data at hand, not because I don't want it to work, not because it's favorable in for me for it not to work, but it's not working. Like, I don't care what Fortune 500 company you worked for. I'm glad you did. Like, that's super great. You should be very proud of your accomplishments and all of the things you've done. But at the same time, like, that's it doesn't mean anything right now. And that's where I knew I was like, man, I'm really ice skating uphill here with these guys because any pushback to status quo is very personal to them. And maybe like I could try a little more comforting um, approach. It makes sense, man. It makes sense. Um, What else you got going on this week, man? This week... I mean, I just came back from visiting my family in New York, which is amazing. So I'm just catching up on a bunch of shoots I'm here right now with you. Tomorrow I'm shooting back over to Dober T to uh, capture some more photos for them and uh, give Nate back his precious hard drive. <laughs> I uh, I borrowed his hard drive so I can get some footage from their Sri Lanka trip. Yesterday I was with uh, Josh Cohen getting some, some more videos for him on like some at-home exercise stuff and as always, learning a lot about the body when I'm hanging out with him. So, doing all that, and then the weekend is just going to be me editing it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, all good, man. All right, I think we're going to put a wrap on that one. We'll talk about some tough decisions of how to handle. Um, I feel that that comes up quite a bit, but I think it's something really important that people need to understand, that it's okay to set boundaries, and it's okay to validate your feelings and facts and if something's not if the ship's not going the way you want it to it's okay to to throw the anchor down for a minute and reflect and kind of right the ship and right the path because I know moving forward I had them stop those ads I saw them last night someone sent it to me and they were like this is so off-brand for you guys it's just not you and I saw it and my heart sank because it was what they said was true I wanted it not to be that was the moment that was legit the moment in my mind where I could have been like, no, that's all right. This works for everywhere else and just blow through it or throw the anchor down, contact those people, ask them to stop those ads. And then I'm going to have to like reinvent them or something of the sort. But that's the moment. So I can tell I'm getting better with it, man. But geez Louise. Yeah. Um, I think we have a skewed idea of what confrontation is. I think mm. confrontation automatically breeds in people's minds, uh, physical or violent, but you know, we don't have to be afraid of confrontation because confrontation can be just verbal disagreements or misunderstandings that can be led to a, a higher place. If you allow the confrontation to exist in a non negative way. And I think a really great point, Troy, because I think the other thing to tack on to that, too, is it strengthens a relationship. 
it absolutely strengthens a relationship when you recognize someone's boundaries of confrontation and don't use them against them to make them uncomfortable and you confront whatever the conflict is in a positive and caring way i think everything can be overcome and you deepen the relationship there's a depth there once you've had those conversations we're like oh okay i I know that troy just really cares about our business he cares about our podcast he cares about our episodes he cares who we work with he doesn't agree with this or he thinks he brought it up because he feels like it can be done better a lot of people don't operate that way and that's why i'm glad you're here man I'm glad to be here. (laughs) On that note, if you're listening to us and we didn't talk much floating this episode, we really like to talk some business ideas as Troy's an entrepreneur doing different things and having the float studio here for in our sixth year. It's great to always just get together and chop it up as business people and see what's going on. If you are feeling stressed or feeling overwhelmed and you need a break from the world, hop over to scheduleyourfloat.com and get yourself right with a 60 or 90 minute float. You'll feel so much better afterwards and I don't know. I trailed off there, sir. You'll just feel amazing. And that's <laughs> that's all we really want in life is good feelings. Dopamine, although sometimes you got to take a little fast from that. That's a separate topic. <laughs> picked up at a later date thank you all for listening lots of love hop over to the next episode we love having you here i want to relax relax put my mind at ease good friends and good vibes now that's all i need when life hurts come down and flow to levity let your problems wash away into serenity whoa